Pickaxe. Natalia, okay. Yeah. Um, great. So, Natalia, tell me a little bit about um, how you're doing today and what we're talking about. Okay. Um, I'm super nervous because I'm probably going to cry because I cry okay. a lot. Um, so I'm me gonna too, try recently. Not to cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I cry a lot. I cry really. It's thinking about crying is making me cry. So, okay. It's going to be tears. Um, is it okay to cry? Yeah, I cry okay. all the time. So, yeah, I'm not embarrassed of crying anymore, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've just been having like a really difficult time lately. And I, I think I wanted to talk about mainly like two things that okay. maybe overlap a little bit. Sure. Okay, so the first part is um, I'm bipolar. Okay. Um, I've been diagnosed for about like, four years. Okay. But I've struggled with like mental health issues my whole life. Okay. Um, I had a, an eating disorder when I was 14. Okay. Um, and... I, like I was 50 kilos before, and uh, by the time I was 16, I was 23. So, yeah, it was pretty rough. Uh, I nearly died, um, and I recovered from that at about 16. And then I was bulimic from 16 till about 22. Um, no, till about, like, that's not true. Till Okay, I was, I was like... A, Type of bulimia. I don't really want to talk about it, but I was sure. one type of bulimia until 22. And then from 22 to like 25, I was a different type of bulimic. And then um, uh, in 2017, uh, that's 2016, that's when I got diagnosed um, bipolar. And when I started my medication, uh, my bulimia actually went away. Okay. Um, yeah. So it so sounds I like you're, you, you have, uh, treatment providers right now that you're connected with and. Yeah. Um, I've been on remission. Like I saw my psychiatrist, uh, for like a whole year. Okay. Uh, she's the one that diagnosed me bipolar and, mm -hmm. um, I, um, whew, um, she put me on remission after a year cause I was pretty stable. Um, I take a uh, Lamotrigine. Mm-hmm um take 100 milligrams a day okay so um yeah i have a like i think it's type 2 so i cycle really quickly um really 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 quickly i sometimes have two hypomanic episodes within a month and then two depressive episodes within a month uh my medication has been really good at like keeping my depression to like just a few days so i can manage that way um but my issue mostly is with my hypomania because um i become very impulsive and um sometimes i like become a little like mean which is so not me okay um and i sometimes like i i wouldn't say i become like aggressive but i become like it's snippy, like I, I, I say things that I don't mean saying to people. Okay. Um, and I do like very, um, like abrupt things that I don't think about doing. 
Does that make sense? Sure. Um, I have like really racing thoughts and sometimes it feels like, like, especially when I'm asleep at night, it feels like my body is like, like my body is asleep, but my mind isn't asleep. Sure. Like it feels like my mind is just like racing all the time. Uh, so that's like my main issue right now is like dealing with the consequences of the things that I do when I'm hypomanic. Um, I start a lot of things that I don't finish and I start a lot of projects that then I don't want to do. And so like <clears throat> that causes some issues. And then the interplay of that within my stream and like internet culture in general. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm struggling right now. Like, I think that my bipolar, I have it under control, but the stress of my job is making it really difficult to handle. Okay. So thank you so much for sharing all that, um, Natalia. So let me just start by offering kind of a couple of perspectives. So the first thing is, you know, I think we, a lot of people have been asking important questions about whether what we do on stream is, is therapy or not mm. therapy or mental health treatment. So I just want to make it clear. So you have providers, so I'm not going to comment on the management of your bipolar disorder, whether you have bipolar disorder, things like that's, that I think is about, you know, that's medical. And I'm glad that you mm -hmm. have people with that, that can help you with that. Um, I think what I would like to talk to you about is, is I think this is actually a, a perfect example of how I still think I can help you because I think there could be stuff going on here that is actually not bipolar disorder. Okay. So if we think about like, like, so what I really try to do here on stream is help people understand how their mind works. And, mm -hmm. and what I'm hearing from you is that sometimes your mind acts impulsively that you exhibit means behaviors and in my experience, I think that meanness and impulsivity don't have to come from bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? But, but I, I'm so not like that sometimes. Yep. I understand that there are fluctuations within your mood. I'm not blaming you for it. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is that adjusting your medication may not be the only way to improve that. Because mm -hmm. all of us are mean or, or impulsive at times. And there may be something going on with bipolar disorder that makes you act more mean or impulsive, but it's a dangerous assumption to, ass to assume that that is just bipolar. And in okay. my experience, if you think about regulating your impulses or understanding where meanness comes from, that's something that all human beings can do and improve those things. And just because you're bipolar doesn't mean you can't do those things too. It just means that those things may be harder for you to do if you have bipolar. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I understand that. But the thing is, like, what I'm mostly struggling right now, and, and like, I think that I've been able to, like, grow and change a lot to get right. to a point with, like, um, I, I, I do yoga and I meditate. Awesome. Um, and I'm, I'm becoming, like, a very spiritual person. Cool. And, um... It's helped me a lot to deal with that, but my biggest issue is with the eight years of recordings that exist on the internet of my past and the past experiences that I've had and people judging me every day by those things. Okay, so let's talk. That, that sounds like it's really, really hard to deal with because 
most human beings get to make mistakes, right? And they get to make mistakes and they get to learn. But when you have eight years of recordings of your mistakes, sometimes you're not allowed to make mistakes in the same way, or you never get to like really move past them. Is that, is that kind of what's going on with you? Is, yeah, it, it feels like. like I get to make the mistakes every single day again and again and again and again. What does that mean? Can you help me understand it? Well, because people comment on them all the time, so I have to like relive them. I so see. sometimes it feels like every single day I'm reliving all those moments. Okay, so it sounds like you're not really, they're not letting you move past it. And you're kind of being reminded every day of the mistakes that you've made. Yeah. What's that like? It's horrible. It's horrible because I'm trying to grow and be better. But it feels like... <laughs> like, I, I, I can't move on. That's how it sure. feels. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you can't move on because people keep on reminding you and bringing you back there. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine... I mean, I, I really don't think that that's like something you're doing wrong. It sounds like, you know, if I have... So sometimes I, you know, deal with um, people who've suffered from abuse. And, and you know, I, I remember, I mean, I've heard this story like a thousand times about, you know, a kid who comes home and they've got a bad grade on a report card and like one of their parents starts yelling at them or hitting them. The next day they come home and they hear the same thing. Like the report card, like they have the bad grade and every day they're just reminded of it over and over and over and over again yeah and even if the kid is studying more it doesn't matter if they're studying harder or working harder or they're being more if they're if they've actually made steps to improve like the parent just keeps on beating the crap out of them sounds like that's what you're going through yeah and like generally i've i've I'm, i've been good at dealing with it i mean i've been dealing with this for two years now where literally every stream, um, half the messages I get are about that. Um, where every single Instagram I post, half the messages are about that. Where every single tweet I post, 90% of the messages are horrible, hateful things. I get messages every day from people telling me to kill myself, that I'm a whore, that I'm the worst thing that's ever happened to Twitch. Um, and like, it's not just one, it's not just two, it's thousands and thousands every single day. Um, and like, sometimes I'm good, sometimes I can handle it, but then some other times I can't, you know? I'm so, Natalia, I'm really kind of shocked by that. And I'm, I'm really kind of wondering, like, where does all that hatred come from? Like, do you have, um, like, well, why do they hate you so much? Like, I find it hard to believe that unless you're committing genocide, that, you know, you are deserving of thousands of people just, it, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like if I was, like, in prison, it would be easier. What would be easier about prison? That at least in prison, it'd be like, I'm getting 
to pay for my mistakes in a way in which I can move on and sure. get better and work in myself. But uh, it feels right now that I'm like in hell. You know, where like every single day for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to deal with that. And like, it, it feels like my only option is to just get off social media completely. But the problem is I, I, I haven't done anything else with my life. Like I, I quit college for, for Twitch. And so like, I would have to let my house go. I would have to let my pets go, you know, like it, it just, it's just not an option for me to like go do something else. You sound like you're stuck. Yeah. I, it's it's also shocking to hear, you know, someone say something like, I almost wish I could be in prison because it sounds like if, if, if there was something, what I'm hearing from you is if there was something you could do to show the people who hate you that you're trying to atone or you're paying your price or, or whatever, then you would do it. But what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, if they're telling you to kill yourself, like there's really nothing you can do to like appease them, right? It's like, there's no, it's impossible. Like, what are they looking for from you? I can't imagine what would actually satisfy them. Well, right? I could so, kill myself and I've thought about it so many days, so many times. <clears throat> so I, um, I already had a plan on how I was going to do it. Okay. Are you know? Are your providers aware of that? No. Okay. Can we talk for a second about that? Mm-hmm. Um, what keeps you from sharing that with them? I haven't really seen my, my psychiatrist since, like, 2017. Okay. So, so <laughs> maybe give them a call and mm -hmm. kind of let them know what you're going through. Because I, I know as a psychiatrist... One of the things, the, the most difficult thing about my job is when I'm there to help someone and they don't let me know that they need help. And, mm -hmm. and so if you're going through this stuff, I would strongly, strongly recommend that you reach out to your psychiatrist and, and kind of let them know that something is going on. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to change your medication or anything like that. I mean, I'm not going to be able to do it because my friends literally like, they chase me around everywhere. What do you mean? Like you're... my friends don't let me be alone. Because they know. No, no, I, you're talking about you're not going to be able to kill yourself? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not... I, I'm not, whether, like, I'm not left alone ever. Okay, so, Natalia, that's reassuring. And also, whether you're left alone or not, I think is actually, like, besides the point. Because the point here is that you're suffering. And there may be things that people can do for you or that you can do for yourself to suffer less. And I'm not talking about winning over the hateful people. What I'm talking about is you said you're becoming more spiritual. So like in a weird way, I think this is a conversation about meanness, hatred, purpose. How do you find a way to move forward? How do you deal with the hate of other people? Because like I, there's something that sounds just, to me. I just don't think I can do it anymore. I don't think I can handle with the hate anymore. Yeah, so that makes sense to me that you can't do that because I'm actually shocked that you've been able to do it this long. Like, this sounds insane to me. Like, how have you been able to do it this long? I don't know. I guess I've been really strong for a very long time. 
and then like i just hit a point where so many things happened like one after the other and then i just i don't know okay <clears throat> yeah so what i'm asking you to do is lean on the people whose job it is to help you through this kind of thing so i'm not okay. i'm not so i'm not saying that like reaching out to your psychiatrist is separate from your friends not letting you be alone like the point here is like if they're not going to let you kill yourself that's great that's wonderful that's awesome and at the same time it is my belief that you don't have to feel this way at least this much i understand that yeah anymore. i understand that and yeah, that there are going to be that. people around myself included who can try to help you understand you know, how to think about yourself, how to move forward. And I think one of the important people in your life is going to be your psychiatrist and just let them know what's going on. Okay. And probably go see them. Because it's so hard to explain to anybody what I'm dealing with that, that doesn't know Twitch and doesn't know social media. Yeah. So, so that's it. You're spot on. It is very hard to explain it, but yeah, this is, this is where like I, my psychiatrist just like, I don't know, like 50 years old. Like, how yeah. do I explain to her why this is affecting me so much? I, so here's the thing. You, you got to give him a chance to understand. Okay. That's and true. here's the thing. So Natalia, I think this is really important. If you can think about other people in this moment, I know this is going to sound bizarre, but I, I think the world would be a better place. The world would be a better place if you told your psychiatrist. Now, why is that? It's because 50-year-old psychiatrists are going to practice for another 20 years. And unless people like you try to explain it to them, they're not going to get it. And if they get it, think about how much more they would be able to help all of the other patients that they're seeing. You think you're the only person in, in this person's practice that's dealing with hate from social media? Your hate may be way worse than everyone else's, but I can guarantee you because I'm a fucking psychiatrist and people come into my office... Social media is tearing everyone apart. And so in a weird way, if you can, I think it's almost like if you can afford, if you have any bandwidth left to try to make the world a better place, which I don't blame you for if you don't, because it sounds like you're running on empty. You know, talk to your mental health provider and ex try to explain that with them. And if they don't understand, they don't understand. And then maybe you try to get a referral for a therapist who's younger or something like that. And, and I'm happy to help you try to problem solve about, you know, trying to find you good help if, you know, with your psychiatrist and, and things like that, if you need help. But I, I would strongly encourage that, you know, you, cause you just, it's not fair for you to deal with this shit. Cause it sounds like you're dealing with the shit alone too. Like who supports you during this time? Like for the past two years, like who do you have in your corner? Yeah, not a lot of people. I have two, like, really close friends, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I have a really good community. Like, I have a lot of people that love me, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I, I, have, I have a pretty strong community that, like, shares a lot of love. So that does help. And I, I love streaming. I love sharing my life and my love for life with people. But... And, and like this whole time, I was just telling myself that I, I, if I hold on for a little longer, things will get better. So that's, you know? a, that's a good thought to have. And what I would like to help you do today, Natalia, is not hold on until things get better, but let's try to think about how we can make them better. Okay. Right. So there are going to be fluctuations over time, which is completely normal. 
But if you're getting a lot of hate from the internet, how can we think about what's that, what that's doing to your mind? How can we think about, you know, meanness and, and how to deal with hatred and stress? What do you think about that? Is that a useful use? Like, what do you want to talk about today? Yeah, like generally, and, and, and you, you mentioned like how have I been able, how have I been able to cope for so long with this? And I'll explain to you how I was able to cope with it for so long. Sure. Number one, and I think this is the, the, the main way that I was able to cope with things was to tell myself that the person that people were hating on was not me, but the idea of who they thought I was. Sure. So I was able to like separate myself from the hate in a way in which they're not hating me, but this idea of who they think I am, which is not who I am because of these people knew me. I assure you a hundred percent they wouldn't hate me. Or they wouldn't hate me as much. I mean, there's a possibility that they would dislike me, but not to the point where like being obsessed with me and like messaging me every single fucking day nonstop. Like I just these people have to be sick. Like, you have to be sick in order to get pleasure of telling a person to kill themselves every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, how do you understand why they hate you so much? They're just angry. Angry at who? At themselves. What are they angry at themselves about? Oh, I feel like they must have a lot of... Like, for you to... The, the, there's a saying that says, hurt people hurt. And I kind of put them in that category because I have things I dislike, you know, but I don't go out of my way to focus my entire life on the things that I dislike. It must mean that they don't have a lot of happy things in their life that they can focus on. So the only thing they can do is focus on this idea of belonging to an entire cult of the internet that likes to hate on me. You have to understand, I became the punching bag of the internet. Like, Dr. Disrespect got banned okay i've never met the guy never talked to him like ever had an interaction with the guy he got banned and i was trending on twitter with his band people telling me that it was my fault that he got banned like, it just doesn't even make any sense you know like it just it doesn't make sense like people were harassing me like why do you get him banned like what do you do what do you do to dog like did you cheat with him did you like and i'm like dude like like what the fuck Right. And so I became obsessed on trying to find out why he got banned because I wanted to prove these people that like had nothing to do with me. Hmm. And it's just like it's, it's impossible to make them happy. Yeah, I know. And so that's why I'm trying to think about, you know, how do we what do we do about that? How do you approach someone who's impossible when, when it's impossible to make someone happy? How do you deal with that kind of person? Well, you can't. It's their own unhappiness. I right, just have but, to ignore it. Well, yeah. So, so, but then, then I've when... tried. I've tried. Like, there's, I remember there's one guy a little bit ago who was like really, 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 really angry. Like, just, I could just tell they were messaging me on Twitter and they're like, kill yourself, kill yourself, whore, whore, whore. And I was like, hey, like, how are you? Like, I was actually worried about him. I was like, how are you? Like, do you have parents? Like, do you have family? And they're like, no, fuck you, fuck you, whore, kill yourself, kill yourself. And I was like, like, I was actually, I tried talking to the person. I was like, hey, like, if you need anything, you know, just like, because um, I was feeling good at the time. Like, normally, if I'm feeling good, like, I'm strong and I can handle it. Um, and, and I just feel like that person must have been hurting so much, right? And like, my whole night, I was just like, worried about this person who's like, hating on me. And then I thought, I was like, I'm so stupid 
stupid. Like, why do I care about this random guy who's telling me to kill myself? Like, I am worried about how they're feeling in their life when they're being so horrible to me. And like, that's not fair to me. Like, I don't know what to do about it. Yeah, honestly, Natalia, I'm not sure what to do about it either. I mean, my thought is that... Can I think for a second? Yeah, for sure. Okay. <clears throat> hmm. So here's what I'm confused about. So oftentimes people come on, on stream and we kind of talk about what they're struggling with. And I can understand that you're struggling with this stuff. But the weird thing about this is like, I don't know that there is some way to help you get to peace with this. Because it, it's sort of like there's this assumption that you can do something differently and then you'll be happier or more okay. But like, this sounds to me like a little bit like cancer, like your attitude towards cancer only matters so much, right? Because like yeah. it, I mean, I, I just don't understand how a human mm -hmm. mind can withstand this amount of constant hatred over this amount of time. Like there's just, there's some things that are just, you're just not going to be able to like, it's just, you. that's not how humans work. Like there's like... I mean, I, I think that you can feel better, but I think we have to acknowledge for a moment that, you know, that, that, that is beyond my control. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and so I think that there's a lot of solace and there's like, I mean, I don't think you have to continue feeling the way that you do now, because I think there are some things that you can do differently and some things that you can think mm -hmm. about and understand. But at the end of the day, I guess the first thing that I want to acknowledge is that this is not like a single player game, right? It's like. Mm -hmm. And and no, I mean, I'm just hearing that there's just a lot of hatred coming from the other side. And like that hatred needs to be addressed in order for you to feel at peace. Because I don't know, I don't know how, I have no idea how you deal with that. Like, I just don't think that, like, unless you become enlightened and, and become I'm like trying. a- <laughs> And, and unless you become like some sort of superhuman where, where you're yeah. like Buddha and things don't affect you and, and stuff like that. We can definitely talk about, you know, how to take one step forward in that way. I, I've tried, like, I honestly, like, uh, I, I've been, do you know who Alan Watts is? Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to him like every day. I've been like Good meditating, you, doing yoga, wow. like, but because I've, I've been dealing with this for two years now, right? Yeah. Like, I've tried everything I can do. And, like, I've tried shielding myself from it and the best I can. But it's it just, like, it becomes impossible. Like, if I want to do my job, I have to see these head messages. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a part of me that says that, like, the, the real way for me to help you is, is not necessarily by talking or not. It's not going to be enough to talk to you. I think what I really have to do is try to understand the people who say these kinds of things to you. <clears throat> Right. It's like trying to understand. And I'm with you that that there's just angry at things I've done in the past. You know, what, like there's do been... you want to talk about that? Like, I don't understand. I mean, yeah, you can go okay. into detail if you I can. I can explain you to you. I can explain to you everything that happened. OK, okay. so this all started. You have time because this is going to be long. Go for it. OK, this all started <clears throat> with PewDiePie. OK, he's a big streamer, big uh, YouTuber, the biggest okay. YouTuber in the world, I think. <clears throat> I was live on stream and one of my viewers showed me his video. Um, at the time I was 
I had just come from a trip and we generally when I travel, I become a little hypomanic. Sure. Just change and stuff. Um, and they showed me a video where he was doing an eye tracker challenge where he was looking at some girls on Twitch, like get up and sit and stuff, trying the whole point of the eye tracker challenges that you don't look at their boobs and their butts and stuff like that. And he failed. And so he goes, oh, these stupid Twitch thoughts, <clears throat> you know, which I don't know if you've heard the term thought. I, I don't like know. A whore. Okay. It's like a whore. Okay. Like, um, yeah, like just like a hoe. That It's like that hoe over there or something like that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I got pretty mad. Um, and I had just started working with this company that was doing um, like claims on videos that were like compilations of myself. I didn't think about it. I got up and I screamed to my roommate like, oh, can we copy strike PewDiePie? Whatever. <clears throat> Nothing. What it was that? just what for like mean, show. Copy strike like, like put a copyright strike on his video. Because he was. But, uh, yeah, it was just like a joke. Like, I was trying to play it up for the stream or whatever, okay. you know, like, like being like, oh, let's copyright strike this video. <clears throat> but what people don't understand is that I didn't actually copy strike this video. Like I didn't do it. It was the company that was working for me accidentally and coincidentally put a strike on the video. Now, this was this huge drama on copyright law. The company that I was working with, that I stopped working with, they issued a statement saying like, hey, Alinity wasn't the person that did this. It was an employee of ours. They had no reason to do this, like to, to put this thing out there. But nobody paid attention to that. Everybody was like, she's evil. She's abusing law, blah, 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 blah. Even though the proof was there. Like this company issued a statement. They said like, Alinity didn't do this. But he had so many fans and they got so angry you ah, know interesting and so people because he had so many fans and i was like a pretty small strike i i had like a thousand concurrent viewers like i, I wasn't like huge or anything but i was like i you know i was like a decent sized streamer um anyway so after that people started going back on a lot of my old videos because i have eight years of footage and i had all my vods from like 2015 and 2016 mm. up and they went through all my videos trying to find instances in which I had done things. And I used to have a lot of fun on stream. I used to drink all the time and like uh, play just dance and like have a lot of fun. And then there's a clip of uh, me and my best friend. We were drinking and somebody asked me, this is like the second, the second part of everything. Somebody asked me uh, how I got to Canada. Now, I... I have to put a parenthesis here to explain to you something to explain okay. this part. But I met my ex-husband in World of Warcraft back in 2009. Um, he came and visited, I think 2008, he came and visited me for a year back and forth. We were like super in love. We ended up getting married in Colombia because he wanted to stay there. He wanted to teach in Colombia, um, but he wasn't able to get a job. So he had to come back to Canada because he was broke. I lived with my parents and stuff. So we started like a sponsorship and the sponsorship took a whole year and he visited sometimes, but sometimes not. Um, so then after a year that I ended up coming to Canada, we had been married for like a year and a half, two years already. Um, I found out that he had been cheating on me like the whole time. Um, and obviously it was really hard for me because I had left like my entire family in Colombia and everything to be with this guy. So 
I was very bitter. I separated from him. I was already in school, so I stayed here in Canada because, like, I was going to school. Um, but I, I have kept a lot of bitterness in my heart for this, and I understand that that was my mistake about being angry at him <laughs> because I said on stream when the person asked me, like, how did I get to Canada? I said, like, laughingly, I was like, oh, well, I got married and uh, I came to Canada and then I divorced him. And so this whole rumor of me committing immigration fraud got started. <laughs> and um, then... It was like, oh, you know, Alinity committed immigration fraud. And then, like, after enough people say it and enough YouTubers make videos of these things, it becomes my reality. You know what I mean? Like, people take it as a fact that that is what happened. And now I am very angry at myself because I feel like if I hadn't been better at him back then, <laughs> I wouldn't have said those things. <laughs> so in part, it is my fault for being angry. <laughs> You know, Natalia, I'm not sure I agree with that. And I, I understand why you would think that, but like, I mean, the story as you tell it today sounds like you sort of, so it sounds like you have sort of a tendency to make off-color jokes. And then for yeah. some reason, and, but when I mean, people, that's, that's well, half I of don't Twitch. feel that anymore. Yeah, but, but people will always misinterpret the things you say. That and will create this idea that you're some horrible person. Let me finish the whole story. Okay. Okay. Nope. So after that, it was like, okay, I committed um, copyright fraud. Then I committed um, marriage fraud. Um, then after that, I there's, there's an incident with another streamer that I'm not going to mention about. Um, and there was something else. I really don't want to talk about that one. Um, then... It was it was the the cat thing, and this one was a really bad one. So my cat stands here. I don't know if you've seen clips of it. My cat likes to sit like up here, um, and I was I was playing ranked in a game, and my cat jumps on my desk, and I go like, oh my god, and I try to put him up here, but he falls, um, and so that's when the whole animal abuse thing started. Now. People started digging videos of every single time I had interacted with my pets in eight years. <clears throat> um, and then they found a clip where I was drinking vodka and I took a sip of vodka and then my cat licked my lips because I used to do this really gross thing where I would bird feed my cat, which is disgusting, I know. Um, <laughs> bird and feed so... your cat means you feed your cat food from your mouth? Yeah, I don't <laughs> do it anymore, but I used to do that, okay? okay. We all have um, younger years where we do things that, that weren't exactly the smartest. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm drinking vodka and she was able to lick some of my lips and she was clearly distraught. Uh, and I never did that again, ever again, because I was like, oh, my God, I was so dumb. But I was really drunk. So I know it's not an excuse. So then the, the animal abuse thing got started. <clears throat> um, I invited the SPCA to my house. They came here. You know, they um, they issued a statement as well saying like hey no abuse was found blah 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 but now i'm the person that committed um copyright law immigration fraud animal abuse and i got away with everything and you know how i got away with everything by sleeping with people mm. and so this is a to the internet
so you understand so a little bit where the hatred comes from now yeah so let me ask and you i blame myself it's all my fault yeah so i know that you're gonna start thinking that way right because that's what happens when we when we get treated poorly by other people we start to believe that about ourselves like when kids get abused so it's how okay so when kids get abused they start to believe things that their abusers tell them and that's not just true of kids it's also true of like abusive relationships and and then we start to believe those things that other people tell us because we hear them over and over and over again and what i'm hearing from you is that there's you know, there's like a little person inside you who's trying to tell you not to believe this stuff. But if you hear it often enough, you start to blame yourself as if this but is... But they are partly my fault. I mean, there are sure. stupid things I did. Sure. Yeah, yeah, they are yeah. my fault. Yeah, so that's that's what makes me think that you're reasonable because I think you recognize that you did some things that were either off color or, you know, not really great on camera or were flat out wrong. Yeah. Um but you like know the whole pet thing was so wrong. I mean, the marriage thing, it was wrong that I said it in the way I said it. But I don't think that people should have taken a clip of five seconds of me saying that, you know, and like turn it into what it is. Because now every time I travel, it's a huge deal. Like I can't every time I come back in the country, I have to go through like immigration for like two hours to like talk to someone and explain to them. And, you know. Um, and like, I, I, I'm always able to come in because they always do the research and I show them the pictures and the documents and everything. And they're like, okay, you guys live together, you know, it's okay. Um, we actually separated amicably. He, I didn't get a penny from the guy. I didn't want anything to do with him, you know, but it's like, people just want to think that I'm this horrible person. Yeah. So where does the, the, you slept your way out of all of these problems come from? Well, because people can't imagine that I'm not in jail. Like, if you hear all these things, you're like, this person should be deported and they should be, like, out of Twitch and they should be, like, in jail or something and they see me streaming, like, all happy and having fun and people get angry at that. They don't understand that the... I, the, the like, yes, I have done things that are wrong, but half of the things that they've heard about me are a lie. Do you think you get treated differently because of your physical appearance? Oh, yeah, for sure. And because I'm a woman. Like, there have been streamers that have, like, fed their cats chocolate on stream. You know? Is and that bad for a cat? Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible for an animal. It's just as poisonous as alcohol is. Okay. Um, and it's like... People don't don't think about it twice. You know what I mean? Hmm. Why do you think they think about it twice with you? Because of the narrative? Because of your appearance? Yeah, because both? because I think it's the whole PewDiePie thing that got it started. Like PewDiePie fans. And you know what the what the worst part of it is? That PewDiePie and I are good now. Like like I'm good with him. And his fans still think that like you know, this is very funny. This happened to me with Soda, too. Soda and I used to do arenas back in the day. You know Soda? Soda Poppin'? Okay, me and Soda used to do arenas oh, a long, heard, long time name. ago. And there is this ongoing joke in which I was supposed to give him feed pics for carrying me in arenas, which was, it was just a joke we had. And then in one of his videos, he uploaded it online 
it was a comment of that. And I had people come into my stream for like three years What's asking a feed me pic? about like pictures of my feet. Oh, feet pics. Yes. <laughs> and people came into my stream every single day for like three years asking me to give Soda the feet pics that he deserved. So the thing is, because these videos are out there live, sorry about the burp, because these videos are out, out there, <laughs> because these videos are out there, then people think that like, that is the reality today. You know what I mean? Like if a person sees a video that's five years old today, they're like, oh yeah, this is the reality right now, but it's not. So it's just, it sucks. Natalia, what are you doing right now? How are you feeling? I'm feeling better. Yeah. You're smiling. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because it's funny. It's such a stupid, sad, funny. It's just ridiculous. What's ridiculous about it? Like, I can't believe that I'm in this situation because the situation is so stupid. And I can't believe that I get the amount of hate I get for something so silly. Yeah. I think it is it is a funny story. I mean, this is what the internet is about, right? It's about feet pick memes and and you know collaborations and and people like I mean that's what hopefully life is, right? It's like Yeah, but like back then the feet pick thing was funny and then the PewDiePie thing I actually didn't mind it as much. But then now it's just like you're an abuser and you break the law and this and you get away with so much shit. And it's like I don't have control over these things. Like I invited the SPCA. I have to deal with immigration every time I travel. You know, the authorities have been here. I have been cleared. The whole uh, the whole copyright thing got cleared as well. And it's just like people don't see that because they see these videos that people who are horrible have made online about me, like exaggerating the truth. And then there's people like Keemstar who like invents shit all the time. He like... He's like created Photoshop stuff. Like there's this un this ongoing thing that I like I sleep with people at Twitch. That's the only way possibly in their mind that I'm not banned. And it's like I don't even leave my house. You know what hmm. I mean? Like I live do you know where Saskatchewan is? No, I just know it's far away. <laughs> okay, I, I live in the Midwest of Canada. I don't go to I've never been to TwitchCon. I rarely ever travel like i've gone to pax twice and like i've gone to blizzcon twice that's like all the conventions i've been to in eight years and like they're the, like i sleep around so much and shit where like i i barely even leave my house hmm. you know so it's just it's just so ridiculous it's just like it's all so ridiculous yeah so so natalia i'm kind of confused because it sounds like i, I don't know how to help you right now I what don't do you can help me i think the only thing i can do like i have like two options i kill myself or i leave the internet or like i learn how to deal with it i guess yeah so let's pick number three <laughs> number, number one sounds like not a good idea number two also sounds like that's not a good idea so number three and, and i, I and i'm dealing with it but I think I hit a point where, like, I don't want to have to deal with it anymore. Yeah, and it's I too much that, work. Yeah. It sounds like there are things that other people have in their lives that they can take for granted. Like when I open up the internet, it is not hateful things about me. 
And I can only imagine what it's like to, I mean, actually, I can't imagine what it's like to wake up and have, you know, so much hatred about you coming from so many like literally having to wake up every single day and the first thing you do in the morning is clear hate instagram comments like that is my morning every single day that's for like 20 minutes then i do it i've been doing it for two years now Yeah, I, I think that, that helping you deal with it is like a piece of it, but I think we've got to understand. I mean, I'm looking at this a little bit more, and apologies if this is unfair to you, Natalia, but I just don't think that you can, you know, if people are abusing you, which it sounds like actually what you're, what this sounds to me like is that you're in an abusive relationship with the internet. And oftentimes we see a lot of The problem is like, I deserve it though, but- You deserve like, what? Well, What's I deserve it? the hate I get. I, I mean, I don't deserve Do you, all the hate I get, but I, I deserve the hate at some point. It's just like it's perpetuated, you know? Right. Like, so I think I've already paid my dues. Like, I've suffered enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's that's where I think that, you know, if you deserve, I think if you did something wrong, sure, you deserve, I, I don't know if you deserve hate. I mean, I, I think that I would, I don't know that people deserve hate. I think what they deserve is you know possibly punishment or justice yeah or but atonement. people think that i didn't get the judgment that I, they believe i deserved so they're giving me my punishment and hey yeah what i'm trying to figure out is why do they care so much about you i mean there are lots of people out there that can be hated and a lot of streamers get hate from a lot of people it seems like you're lucky or unlucky enough to get a particularly passionate and committed group of people or yeah or what's happening is there could be a cognitive bias going on. I mean, I'm not really getting this, but the other option is that you are fucking up on a way more regular basis and more severely than you think. Now, is that an option? Like, are you, cause I, I don't think that that's the case, but generally speaking. No, that's not the case. I mean, I had like an accidental, accidental nip slip like three months ago, but other than that, the cat thing was like, the cat thing was, um, oh, and it was so horrible, dude. They like made so many so many memes about it and like they body shamed me so much, telling me that my nipples were like too dark and they were like people made fun of my nipple. And it wasn't and hey, it wasn't just viewers. The thing is, it's also streamers that do this all the time. And so when streamers talk about me and say shit about me, then their viewers come and hate on me. And so I just like got constant waves of people coming into my stream because they'll like show a clip for like like sometimes on instagram there'll be like a story of something i said like three years ago and then they'll be like my instagram gets flooded with people saying hateful stuff how many people are there do you think that that sort of do this is it like is it a lot or is it like a few very dedicated people there are some big streamers that do this like big drama channels love talking about me because i think like i became a meme and and so many people hated me so much that i became like a really easy way of getting views and followers and likes and You're so smiling i think again. that what does that mean what are you feeling because <laughs> it's dumb so what are you feeling when you start to smile i i just i just like laugh about things that make me sad <laughs> are you sad about this of course, I just don't think it's fair.
Okay. That people get to use me and the bad things that have happened to me for their own monetary benefit. I think it's dumb. Yeah, I, I've come to understand that there are a couple of channels that basically are, are like drama farming. And, and yeah. Keemstar also... talks about me like every day though. Like what, even if I don't do anything, he like he likes to like go like, oh, I know Alinity. I know what Alinity has on Twitch, blah, blah, blah. Like I don't have anything on Twitch. What is, who is Keemstar? Oh, he's just a freaking sociopath. He's like, he's like, <sighs> he's done so many horrible things. I don't even know where to start. You should go watch the the he he Productions. He they made a video on him. I I don't even want to talk about it. He's just okay. not a nice person, and I'm pretty sure everybody can agree with that. Well, he has followers, but he's known for like making up shit and like going after people and like affect them them a lot. And I, yeah, hmm. just not nice. Yeah, Natalia, I'm I'm sorry to say, but like everything you're telling me makes me think that this is not like this problem is bigger than you. I mean, there's there's a lot here in terms of like grief and difficulty and stress and shit like that. But I, I don't know, like sometimes when I talk to people, their their perceptions are distorted. And so I think that part of mm -hmm. what I do is like help them understand how does your mind work? OK, what what is stress doing to you? Things mm -hmm. like that. But in a weird way, I'm not I'm not hearing a whole lot. Like, I don't know exactly how to help you. Like, do you have any sense of what I can do to help you? What could I do that would be helpful? I don't know. Do you think you can You're do You're the professional. You tell me. Yep, I am the professional. <laughs> Do you think you well, can be you, helped? If you don't think I can be helped, then... That's not what I said. I'm asking you, do you think Here's you can the thing. be helped? I honestly think that everything that I could have done, I've already done it. Yep. I, can, I really I can do. See, yeah, I can yeah. see that you would think that way. So my next question for you is, do you think you can be helped? Do you think you can feel better? Do you think you can be better? I don't know. It's just, it's just a big problem. Like, it's not, you're right, it's not just me. It's like, it's like an issue of, like, social media and the world and stuff. Yeah. And, and so maybe that's why I'm having some difficulty, because, like, I, I think we have to start with your perception of whether you have to continue to feel this way. Right? Because, like, changing the way that you feel is actually step two. Step one is, can you change? Do you have to wake up and feel the way that you do every morning? No, it's not worth it anymore. Okay. So what about your, what do you think can change about the way that your mind is or the way that your life is? Like, the situation that I'm put in is the only thing that needs to change. You so know? I'm not so sure like, I agree with like that. I, I, like, either, like, not being on the internet anymore, you know? And, like, that's a possibility for me. Like, I can just go back to school or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so generally I speaking... do feel like this is going to follow me everywhere. Like, I live in a small city and literally, like, 
everybody knows about me. Okay. Funny thing, I was actually I was actually in um in nursing school when I started streaming, the first two years of streaming. And um I actually had a viewer report me to the CRNA, the Registered Nurses Association of Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. They sent a bunch of shit about me that I was like getting naked on stream and saying that I was paying college through that. Just like stupid shit. And I got called to the dean's office and the dean is like super racist. And it was awful. It was an awful experience. It was partly the reason why I quit nursing to stream was because of that. Because I so mm-hmm. like I'm thinking like if I go back to school, it's going to be that too. Like people aren't going to leave me alone regardless of what I do. Like, I'd have to change my name and go somewhere else, maybe. Like, maybe that's the only way. Yeah, I don't want to accept that answer. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that I don't want to accept it. What do you think about that? I think it would be really nice to go and start again from zero. Somewhere else. What would be nice about that? That I don't have to deal with this anymore. Yeah, that does sound... I I wouldn't blame you if you decided to do that. I mean, I I think no one really could. Or I don't see how anyone could. But I'm I'm sure I... I think if we're... I'm hearing one thing, Natalia, it's that people blame you for all kinds of shit that's unfair. So they may find a way to blame you then. Um... (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't let people know where I am or what my new name is, and they wouldn't be able yeah. to find me. It's like, I have to disappear, basically. Do you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be a different person. I don't like being me anymore. <laughs> that hurts to hear. Because I, I don't think that you're, I don't think it's fair for you to not like the person that at least I'm talking to. I, I like the person I'm talking to. I think you're a wonderful person. That's sweet. Thank you. Why do you think I think that? Because you're a nice person, and you see oh. the good of people. Okay, right? So, so now we see something interesting. So I think you're a wonderful person because I'm relentlessly positive. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm not saying that. But be- Okay. Like, if a person is not, like, a good person, they see the bad in others. If a person, like, I don't know how to explain this. Okay, so let's you see the good in people. You're seeing the good, the good qualities in me. What Everybody do I see? Has in... Good and bad qualities. What do I see in you that's good? I don't know. You tell me. Nope. You tell me. If you really, if you really have trouble with do it, I'll you tell really... you. Okay. Um... I'd really like it if you could try. So I'm just meeting you for the first time today. Yeah. Right? So, like, what could I possibly think is respectable? But you probably say that to all your like clients and patients. You always tell them that you like. Ah, so when you are. say when you say that I say that to everyone, what you're doing is actually invalidating what I'm telling you. Do you see that? You're kind of saying 
But you say that to everyone. You don't know me. You don't know me. How could you like me? Ah, that's a good question. I don't know you. So what is it about you that I don't know? What would change my mind? Let's give it a shot. But be careful because we don't want to give people like more ammo. So maybe, maybe (laughs) don't speak. But my God. Right? I mean, we need to be careful here for a second. But I, I'd say no, try. No, like, okay, I'll tell you what my friends say about me. They okay. say that um, I'm a very generous person. Okay. Actually, Josh said that to me yesterday. That I'm very relaxed, like I'm very chill, I'm cool with whatever, like I'm not a complicated person. Um, <clears throat> I like to treat every human the same like i hate when like other content creators think like they're better than other people like that really triggers me mm-hmm. so i don't know if there's a word for defining like i like to treat everyone equally okay mm, no matter like but who they are do i know like any that. of that about you no you don't know that about me so why why on earth would i think you're a wonderful person mm-hmm. is it just because that's what i say to everyone because I'm a human and all humans are wonderful in a way, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Tell me. Tell yeah. Me. So, so, but so, so Natalia, good. So now let's think about the answers that you're coming up with are just like general, right? There's nothing specific okay. about, you. but I, I think this is the problem is that you've started when you say you don't want to be you anymore. What I'm seeing is that you don't see anything specifically good about you as a person. Like you, you can't, you literally can't come up with anything that you've talked about today that would make you like respect and appreciate you as a person, right? It's all general stuff. It's like, just because I'm a nice guy and I see the good in all people and shit like that. And I, I wish that was true, but I, I don't, I see, I see badness in people too. So here's what I think is pretty respectable about you. The first is that you're trying to be different. That first and foremost has you in my corner. I'm in your corner. Sorry. Because I, I think you've recognized that you've done some things wrong and you're trying to change. So if, if there is one thing that will make me think that you're a wonderful person and makes me think that makes me respect you and also makes me think that you deserve my help is that you yourself are trying to change. So I, I don't know if, if you get this, Natalia, but not everyone is like that. Like you just think about the people that send you Instagram messages every day or like those people, do you think they wake up in the morning and they say, I'm going to try to be a better person. What have I done wrong in my life? And how can I try to do better? I find it hard to believe that the legions of people that are hating you wake up every day and try to become better human beings. Maybe they are. Maybe it's unfair. Maybe we're judging them unfairly fine. Right. And maybe there's a bias with the way that you're displaying information. There are all kinds of reasons that that could be wrong. But generally, in my experience, when you have people who wake up every day and they just like spout hate at other human beings, that doesn't strike me as a very self-reflective person. Maybe they are. I don't know. So the first reason that I think you're wonderful is because I think you're trying to be a different person. Second thing is that, you know, I know this is probably going to, I'm going to get some shit for this, but I, I think you're actually kind of funny. And, and I think that you're, you're also maybe, I don't know if you're, and, and I, I say this with respect, okay? Um, but, you know, I still got to say it. I don't know 
if you're unlucky or to be honest, Natalia, I don't know if you're a little bit stupid. Because I think that like some of the stuff that you're doing on stream is like is like really not that great. And that sounds kind of dumb to me, but I also think a lot of what you're describing is hilarious. Like, I think the whole feet pick thing is, is fucking hilarious. And I think that you are unlucky because I think there are people... I just like making people laugh. I know, and that's what Twitch streamers because, do. Yeah, I really... I re Sometimes I think, like, if I make myself look stupid and I get people to laugh, like, that's a win on me. Like, I don't mind making a fool out of myself. If I can get somebody to have a good time. Yeah. So, you know? I mean, I, I think a lot of what you do is like par for the course for what happens on Twitch and actually why Twitch is a wonderful place. Because there are stupid ass memes that get propagated and there are actually suicidal kids out there who can watch that laugh, get their day gets a little bit brighter and the world actually becomes a slightly better place. Yeah. And I, I do believe that. And I also think that like, I, I, I mean, I haven't really watched your streams and I don't really know and I'm new to Twitch. I've been doing this for about six months. And I don't have time to watch much Twitch anyway. Yeah. But but it does sound to me like there are a couple of things that you've done, which which I would really think long and hard about. And the, at the top of the list is like how much you consume alcohol in general and also on stream. I don't which, anymore. Okay. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. So I like, drink sometimes, but. So, so that's yeah. the kind of thing, like when I think, when I respect you and I think you're a wonderful person, like that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Right. Because at the end of the day, I, I, I want to have hope for you. And I think you are a good person. And sure, do I see the good in people? Absolutely. But I also see like the bad in people. And, and what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, you make a couple of off color comments. Like, I think, I, I mean, you know, personally, I'm not saying that this comment was good or that I, I support it. But I, I think sort of like cracking an immigration joke about your, your ex-husband who cheated on you is like within the realm of understandable acceptable unclear but like people make jokes all the time with what i say now like i used to be like a very free-spirited person yeah and I, i'm not i'm not afraid here's the way that i felt before all this happened i knew that i was good right like i knew in my heart that i was good and i wasn't afraid of like saying something that would make people think i was bad because i that people would receive me in the way that I was expressing myself. And what I've learned is that you have to be really careful with how you say things because they can be misinterpreted. And I didn't know this because as a little girl, my parents never like told me not to do something or not to say something. They mm -hmm. let me do whatever I wanted to do and say whatever I wanted to say, even if it wasn't appropriate. They thought they were just letting me be my true me. So I never really learned that as a yep. kid to like be careful with my words yes I, I think that's a very important lesson to learn and i'm I'm happy to hear that it sounds unfortunately that you had to learn it the hard way that especially when you have a public platform the words that you say have a lot of meaning and i'm not saying that the joke was appropriate what i'm saying is that like i've you know in private i've had a lot of people who have dealt with with very difficult situations and painful situations and they oftentimes the only way they can tolerate them is to make jokes about them and that's what i do that's yeah. what i do like i i make like cat throwing jokes now all the time because like it's the only way i can cope with it yeah you know but like then people see it and they're like oh my god that she doesn't feel sorry for what she's done and so like it's just difficult it feels like there's no win you know 
um, after this whole like animal abuse thing happened, I was doing yoga um, on stream. I was trying to practice a headstand and to go on a headstand, you have to go on downward dog then to, and, and it's a position when you go like this, basically where your legs are here, your bum is up here and your head is down here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dog, this was right after the animal abuse, my dog comes behind me and starts sniffing my ass. And so I thought I can't push her because if I push her, people are going to be like animal abuse. Uh-huh. So I, sorry, I very slowly moved down, you know, and like, I was like, oh, okay, Luna, careful. And yeah, it took me a long time to like get out of the post without like being super careful not to touch her or hurt her. And then what people started saying was that I fuck my dog. Seriously, they started making memes about me fucking my dog and that I had trained my dog to lick my vagina or whatever. And it's just like, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? How do you get that from dogs sniff asses? That's what they do. I'm sorry, that just sounds so preposterous to me. I just feel like people really want me to be evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then let me ask you a question. Okay. So, so maybe I'm okay. So a couple of thoughts, one thought that I just want to toss out and then I have a question for you. So the first is that, you know, uh, about a week ago, we had a group of female uh, gamers who just came on and talked about their experiences with dealing with toxicity in games. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the interesting things that they talked about at the end is actually expressing some amount of curiosity about, like, why are, why are the dudes toxic in games? Like, what's going on in their head? And that's got me thinking a lot about, like, understanding where the birth of hatred comes from. Because, like, so far what we've been focused on, like, as an organization is, like, helping the people who are getting hurt and, like, trying to help, like, the, the victims. But, like, I, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, should we be focusing on the source of the toxicity instead of the effect of the toxicity? Because what That's I'm hearing from, yeah. and, and, and just hearing you today, I mean, once again, there could be a, like a bunch of cognitive bias or things like that, but I'm not really getting that. I mean, it sounds like you, you recognize that you did a couple things that were sort of out of line. I mean, none of it really sounds ban worthy, mm-hmm. you know, to me, I, I don't know. Um, but you know, um, I don't know. And so I, I, it's just got me thinking a lot about them instead of you. But I, I don't know that it's going to be productive to have a conversation about them. So let's just talk about it. So I just wanted to toss that out. I, I'd love it if you think about it for a little while and then get back to me about... About the origin of the hatred. Like yeah. where the hatred comes from. Yeah. Or if you have thoughts about that. Like, I mean, because I, I just oh, don't think... Yeah. Like, it, comes it, from, it comes from someone who is, is angry. Yeah. You so, know? So like, I mean, maybe a feeling of like powerlessness. Yeah. So that's the whole point is like, it's like, maybe like we don't understand. Yeah. And, 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 but here's the question that I have for you. And I think that this is kind of an important one. You said that when you were growing up, like you had a sense that you were good as a person. And I'm curious about, do you still feel that way? Do you feel like on the inside, Natalia is a good person? I do, but I don't think that people see that. And that's what hurts me. Yeah, I don't think that they, I think they choose not to see that. Yeah. I think, I think it means a lot to them for you to be something else. How is it, what is it called that bias where like when you believe something, everything that gets shown at you, is just going to reaffirm the bias? Yeah, I think it, I think that's the available confirmation bias. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It like it doesn't matter what I do at this point. Like people have already made up their mind on who I am. Everything I do is just gonna confirm what they believe. Yeah. So I I don't know. So it sounds like you're able to still separate their hatred and sort of recognize that some of that is irrational. That oh, sometimes yeah, you've I can. Got... Yeah. But it still affects me. Yeah. How like, does it, still it affect hurts you? me? What hurts? It just frustrates me. Frustration is an umbrella emotion. There's another okay. kind of emotion lying underneath frustration. What's What are you frustrated by? Can I go to the bathroom real quick? Yep. Okay. Okay. I'll think about it while I'm in the bathroom. Okay. All right, Twitch chat. Yeah, this is this is uh this is interesting. I, I don't know how much of this is about her. Like, it's weird, right? Like, I mean, I don't... I mean, you know what this reminds me of? Like, it reminds me of, like, being a field medic. I mean, I've, I've never been a field medic. And it's like, if you get a patient that's been shot a bunch of times, and then you deal with, you know, you, you get the bullets out and things like that, and then... Okay. They go back out into the field. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Nope. Go for it. I have to say, I have the biggest insights in life when I'm in the bathroom. I figured it out. You figured it out. What did you figure out? It's a control thing. What does that mean? I've always had a control problem, like my eating disorder, like everything. It's about not being able to control things in life. I can't control what people think about me. Ah. That upsets me. I can't control what people say about me. And that upsets me. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. See, now I can help you with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so say, tell us more about that. I don't know. Like, I, I, I've always heard that, like, anorexia stems mm -hmm. from, like, a lack of control. Mm -hmm. And, like... For me, the way that, like, I've always coped with stress has been by, like, being able to control things. Yep. So, like, when I was younger, it was with food. I would just, like, be like, you know, the whole world can be falling apart, but if I'm only eating one apple a day, that's the only focus in my life, and everything else doesn't matter. Now, because I don't have that anymore... I organize. <laughs> um, so I just like take my entire closet apart, organize it by color, by shape, by form, you know, um, clean my entire home, things like that. I've always had an issue with like not having control over things. And I think that probably stems from somewhere in my childhood where my dad was in prison or, you know, 
probably there. I feel like all my issues started with my... I grew up in Colombia in the 90s. And um, there was cartels and guerrillas and bombings and kidnappings. And the cartel went down. My dad was related to the cartel. He ended up in prison. It was like... Then my parents separated. It was just like one thing after the other. And right after that, I developed my eating disorder. What was going on around that time? Um, well, like I said, it was like one thing after the other. Yeah, you know? sorry. So, so, so it sounds like your dad went to prison. And he did. What was yeah. that like for you? It sucked. It really did. And not just because of that, but because my mom found that he was cheating on her while he, while he was in prison. So my mom suffered a lot because of that. Then my dad he was came cheating back. on her while he was in prison. Yeah, my dad's a big cheater. Like I've it's five of us from four different moms. There's overlap in relationships like Why not? that was a player. Yeah. So anyway, um, I had like a tumultuous childhood, I would say. There is like a lot of things that happened that don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say like more than the average person, but there's a lot of change happening rapidly between the ages of like nine to 13. Um, and then my eating disorder started. Then when I was 16, my mom had cancer. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then um, I was still being bulimic at the time, and I was in, um, I, I got into medical school, but then I started playing World of Warcraft, and I got like, I got upset. No, but it was bad. Like, I was addicted to World of Warcraft. Yeah. I quit school, everything. I, um, I started just like, would wake up, play WoW all day until I went to bed for two years. I didn't do anything. That's how I met my ex-husband. Um, and then I ended up here in Canada and then I ended streaming and it's just like my whole life has just been like a roller coaster of things going on. What did your dad think about you? Ooh, my relationship with my father, Freud. Why would he say about this? Um, okay. My dad wasn't really that much there. Like he was there. He was there like on the weekends. Um, we didn't have like a really close relationship. But he was always there. You know, he helped a lot. He put me through like a really good school. He paid two things. So my dad paid um, private healthcare and private school for me. So I was able to go to school with a lot of like really rich kids, even though we weren't rich, like me and my mom weren't rich. But like, I went to like a really rich school. And it was hard. Because I don't know. I never felt like I fit in in school either. Plus, I had an eating disorder, and it was very visible that I had an eating disorder. I mean, I was 23 pounds, 23 kilos, sorry. Like, that's like, I don't know, like 60 pounds, less than yep. that. Like, I was, I was emaciated. Like, it was really bad. Mm. Um, and so I feel like people would look at me with, like, like yuck. Like, everybody would stare at me. Um, and so that was pretty hard. That was like high school for me. It was like being alone and people like staring at me because I looked like I was dying. Yeah. How did it feel to have them stare? 
I think that was my motivation for getting better. Is that weird? No. Like, Can I just didn't want people to look at me like that anymore. You talking about people in school or nowadays on the internet? Oh, no, not on the internet. I look good oh. now. Like, I'm good. I, I don't look like no, a guy anymore. I was just thinking that it was interesting because the statement that you made, I wonder if it could apply now. Right? Oh. That you just don't, that you just don't want people to look at you the way that they do. Is that how that feels? I just don't want people to look at me at all. Like, I want to go back to my small little community of people that hung out and played video games. I like that. I don't want fame. I don't want money. I just want to have enough money to pay my bills and have fun playing video games with my close friends. That's all I want to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm not asking people to like me. I'm just, I just want them to stop harassing me 24-7. So this sounds to me like it feels quite different from what the way that you felt back when you had an eating disorder at school. Oh, yeah, totally. Have you ever felt the way that you do now, like before, like growing up? No, not really. Yeah. Like I, I, I had like moments of like bullying shortly, maybe like in, in like sixth grade when there's these two kids that like start throwing things at me but that was easy because i could just get away from them i can't get away from this yeah that sounds yeah. like what you really want to do is just get away from it start yeah. a new life yes just play your games with your friends and hang out and have a good time yeah, yeah you know So just to be clear, you know, I, I think we talk a lot about the past on the stream, and I think we learn a lot of important lessons from the past. We learn about how to relate to people and things like that. Um, but I, I think, Natalia, your story is a really good example of how, like, I'm sure the past is significant, but it sounds to me like this isn't some kind of, you know, this didn't start when you were nine. I mean, I think some stuff started when you were nine. Yeah, but I think I was able to recover. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm my eating disorder is in check, and honestly, like, I think I have my bipolar in check. Um, I haven't done any crazy things, you yep. know, in the past few years. I mean, yeah, I'm a little loud and crazy at times, and I, you know, but it's just my personality. I think honestly. Um. So let's talk about. And I agree. I mean, I, I think that this isn't this isn't bipolar this isn't you know it's not trauma from childhood or i mean it sounds like it's pretty clear to me that you sort of get an a, a very high amount of hate and toxicity on a daily basis and just thinking about the mind and the way that i understand it you don't need to go looking for another reason to feel like shit yeah <laughs> right? no like, i it's agree not, it's not like i mean we can check yeah. a little bit but you know, I, I think that the interesting thing, I do think that you can move forward from this. And I think the main thing it has something to do with sort of acceptance and understanding that you can't control people's perceptions. And yeah. um, so, I mean, no, I we, think I think I had already gotten to that point. Yeah, I just think like there is a few things that happened recently. What happened that like really got my my whole barriers down? Well, mm -hmm. It was like 
like everything that's been going with like road and stuff it's just been going like like in a steady downhill and then like three days ago for no like five days ago ninja made like a snarky comment at me on twitter and like his entire following just destroyed my socials with like hate and stuff like more than usual because he has a lot of followers and so i spent like all night just like reading really nasty stuff and then the next morning i wake up and i find out that byron killed himself and i mean that was just really hard that was just really difficult for me to process yeah because he was like one of the ogs and wow like when i started streaming that him and soda were like the other two wow streamers and like i knew that he had struggled with mental health for a long time and you know we 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 hung out and the times that we hung out like he was a nice guy he was so sweet and he just like i just feel so bad about it yeah he was a really nice guy he's a good guy yeah Yeah, I think I think COVID has been, I think for years or even decades, people are going to be studying the mental health impacts of COVID. You know, I yeah. wouldn't even be surprised if people are more hateful towards you because they're sitting at home and have nowhere to go. I think there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Like, part of me feels like I don't deserve that. Like, I don't, I don't deserve it to put myself in a position in which that's what I have to do. You know? I completely agree with you. Like in a way I feel what like you, I should protect myself from this. What do you deserve? Both good Peace. and bad. Peace. Yeah. I think we all deserve peace. I think it's really, really sad that you're not able to find a um yeah, I mean I, I've said this a couple of times until I I just don't know. I mean, we can talk about toxicity, we can talk about stress, we can but I just don't I don't see a problem on your end. Like I know it's kind of weird to say, but I I mean maybe there is one. I'm just saying I don't see it. I think do you try to control things? Probably. I think you know you can yeah. think long and hard about I'm a little bit of a control freak for sure. Yeah, so I think that generally speaking, people who are control freaks have high trait neuroticism, which is sort of a personality characteristic from something called the five-factor model, and they tend to suffer more um, because they kind of get bent out of shape. Yeah. Um, you know, there are all kinds of things that we could tell you to do, like read less on social media or spend less time on social media yeah. and things like that. Yeah, uh, I can probably do that. I yeah, should I mean, probably do that. I try very hard to steer clear, like even though I sort of, in a sense, have, you know, it's completely different in my case, because generally speaking, I'm lucky enough to to have the opposite narrative from what it sounds like you got. So my narrative on the internet has been overwhelmingly positive, or at least from what I've seen. And so mm -hmm. I'm lucky to have that. And I still try to steer clear of it. Yeah. And just, just be careful. You never know when yep. like it can change. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So it's going to change at some point yeah. because that's what happens. No one, yeah. the more you get idealized, the less, the more difficult it is to. The more you are, like every time that you're online, every time you say something, like every second you're online, 
you take a risk of like somebody misinterpreting it or someone saying something right and then like it creates a lot of anxiety in me sometimes like to the point where like i'm sometimes scared to stream because like i feel like i'm gonna say something wrong or i'm gonna say something bad and it's gonna bring more hate sounds like a so, very exhausting way to live in your head yeah Just constantly calculating yeah sounds the very opposite of like you described yourself as carefree before yeah and it sounds like you're very different now <laughs> i miss it so much <laughs> it hurts me a lot that i can't be like that anymore <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense to me. I think out of out of everything that I'm hearing, it's almost I don't know if innocence is the right word, but I think carefree is like certainly the right word. What I'm hearing from you is that you have to fight. You're doing all these calculations in your head all the time about what you can and can't say and what you should and shouldn't say. Um and I, I hear that you're kind of struggling to keep all this hatred at bay as best as you can. Like you're cleaning, like taking out the trash in your Instagram every morning. That just sounds exhausting. It sounds like it's really starting to affect you. Yeah. Is there anything else I can do to help? I don't think so. I mean, this was really helpful, I think, in a way. How so? Because I'm not really feeling like I did very much. Um, I received some empathy, which is nice. It is nice. It's really, really nice. Not to be yeah. underestimated. Yeah. So. I like talking to people who are nice. So that was nice. Talking to you was nice. Good, I'm glad. I, I'm happy to be a part of your public life that is not filled with toxicity and hatred. Um, but I, I think it's also kind of sad that <clears throat> conversations like this or interactions like this are not the norm for you. I think actually it's tragic that the norm for you has changed so drastically. And what you have to deal with sounds, it sounds fucking awful, Natalia, gotta be honest, I can't imagine. I've dealt with a lot of people who have dealt with a lot of hatred, but honestly, this sounds the worst, if that means anything to you. Yeah. I, I know, I people always message me and tell me, like, you're so strong, you're so strong, and, like, I might appear really strong, but, like, it's so much work. Yeah, so it's a I, lot of work. Absolutely. So I, I think you know, people call me strong as well, and um, you know, I'm, I'm happy people feel that way. But that way, I, yeah. <laughs> but I don't feel strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hard to remember that it's like it ain't easy being strong. And you know, I feel like the fact that other people tell you you're strong makes you feel like you have to be more strong sure. because those people are telling you that you have to be strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if it's a good thing, actually. Because then I, I tried for so long not to appear weak, and I think I just had a point, like, just had a breakdown. 
Yeah. You know? so I didn't. I I don't think I showed like my vulnerability for a long time because I was trying to appear strong. So Natalia, I think there are some important lessons to be learned here. I I feel like for some reason now is not the time to really go into them. But the first is to be careful about the expectations that you set for yourself. Because essentially what I'm hearing from you first and foremost is that this is a problem of expectation. It's a problem of what, people's, what people expect from you. It's a problem of expectations that you can't get away from because they interpret everything through their lens. And you have to be careful because I think at some point, I mean, there's got, it's got to be affecting you in terms of the way that you think about yourself. And so be careful about, you know, even in a weird way, I'm not saying that like, it doesn't sound like you're starting to believe them, which is really good and really healthy. And at the same time, you may overcompensate based on that hatred and become something that you actually shouldn't be, which is a little bit too careful. And, and I think that there is, re it, it, there is reason to be a little bit less, care I mean, a little bit less carefree. And at the same time, I think it would be, it would make me really sad if you started becoming someone who was over be careful. That if you couldn't let yourself cut loose from time to time, because you are a little bit on the edge, you are a little bit funny, you can say things that are a little bit off color. And I think those actually make you a wonderful person too. I definitely don't think that you should, you know, you got to be careful with the alcohol and you should be careful with your pets, depending on what actually happened. But I mean, it sounds to me like, you know, you do care about your pets a lot. And, and I mean, I, I, I do. don't know. I'm allergic and, to cats and I have three. Like, they make me very sick. I wouldn't have them if I didn't love them. Yeah. And, and you know, I think it's kind of sad if you have to be, I mean, in a sense, if they make you be someone who's like overly careful and doesn't open their mouth, like that's not, that's not good. Right? Sure, maybe it'll reduce the hate. But I think the really challenging road for you to walk is like not to try to reduce the hate because that's not something you can control. And this comes back to your yeah, revelation from the sense. toilet. Yeah. Right? Like you have, to, you have to live a life where not so much like you shouldn't do things that foster hate or give them ammo. You have to be like careful about that. But at the mm -hmm. same time, you know, you're not going to be able to control whether they hate you because they hate you. And can you find some piece of yourself? And it sounds like you can. And, and really find Natalia or like who you are on the inside and recognize that who they hate is Alinity and isn't Natalia. Even then, it yeah. sounds like, I mean, I don't, I don't think- But I have to like constantly remind myself of those things, you know? Yeah, so that's like, where, where I think we can change a little bit because when you say constantly remind yourself, that sounds like a conscious process yeah. that you're exerting in the top of your mind, pushing down on certain feelings. Whereas I think what would be cool is if, if you, instead of constant reminders, you felt on the inside and kind of bubbled up some sense of like who you are, that these people aren't accurate, that this is coming from them. I yeah, I think, I think this, this comes from like, I have a very like weird sense of the world, I guess. This is going to sound really stupid. But, like, I believe that every person that exists is, like, part of me as well. And so that has good and bad things. Sure. Because it helps me treat everybody with kindness. But it also 
makes it so that everybody's opinions matter in a way to me. Sure. You know? And that is something that is really difficult for me to make peace with. Yeah, that's hard. Um, I don't think that's stupid at all. In fact, there's a Sanskrit phrase that actually encapsulates that sentiment. And that is tat vam asi. So there are four Sanskrit sentences that are called sort of the great sentences, which are kind of the conclusions that all these like enlightened yogis came to. And that's one of them. So I don't think it's stupid at all. And what Tattvamasi is literally translated is, I am that, or that, Mm-mm. thou art that, that, that you and me are actually the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I agree with that. And it makes it so difficult for me to receive hate from people that I'm trying to treat as being equal to myself. Yeah, so I because I, think... I feel like if I had if I had a huge ego and I was able to be like, oh, I'm better than everybody else. Their opinions don't matter. I think it'd be easier for me to deal mm-hmm. with the hate. But it, I think. yeah, I, I think you're right. I think also that you've stumbled upon another important thing, which is that ego protects us from other people, and the fact that you're it sounds like you're not very egotistical, which in turn means that you connect with them more deeply, which in turn means that you bear more pain which is difficult what are you feeling right now i'm just feeling sad because i i sometimes i feel like my only choice to not let things affect me is to Maybe change the way how I view the world. I think that'll help, but I don't think it's the right move. I don't right? think so either. Like I don't I I I love the way that I view the world and I don't I don't know what to do. Yeah, sometimes I have answers for people, Natalia. I don't have answers for you yet. I understand that. But, okay. but I, I do have some. So the first thing is that I, I have faith in you. And I don't think that you need to tank your life to get away from it. At the same time, if you feel like you do have to quit streaming, want to change your name and move to even a further more remote part of Saskatchewan, <laughs> then go for it. I wouldn't blame you. At the same time, I think that... What I've what I've come to observe time and again is that I think you say that you don't know what to do. I say I don't know what you should do. And at the same time, the cool thing is that we're doing something right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if you woke up tomorrow morning and you felt better in some way or had some kind of answer. So let me say this very clearly. A lot of times we're stuck in life and we don't know what to do. And the thing is, like, we think, okay, I have to figure out what to do. Like, we have to figure out a plan to move from, like, A to Z. You don't have to figure out a plan from A to Z. All you have to figure out is, like, A to B. And you don't know where Z is. You don't know how to get there. But in your case, what I would strongly encourage you to do is, like, I don't know if you're streaming today or what, but, you know, spend some time outside because it sounds like it's a nice day because it's summer and you're pretty far north, it sounds like. 
So spend some time outside, spend some time with your I have been doing that a lot. Good. I haven't streamed since like like Thursday last week. Yeah. So so I think give yourself some time and some space and recognize that you're actually doing a lot already. And that that will start to have effects and positive effects. And so you don't have to, we don't have to figure out what to do. All we have to figure out is like, how are you going to, what are you going to do over the next day? And how are you going to feel over the next day? And I wouldn't be surprised if you start to feel better. Um, I think you should reach out to your psychiatrist and let them know that you're struggling. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing is that, you know, I I think it's like figuring out what to do is going to be an ongoing journey, basically. And there's a part of me that sort of says, like, don't give up streaming because I I think... So here's the the other thing that I don't think people realize. Like, you know, you're creating something for a lot of people. I don't know what that is. Um, And, and, but you're, you're resonating with people. It sounds like you're a pretty popular streamer. So, you know, like something is like, you're doing something that like, like is connecting with other human beings. You say you feel connected to other people, call it whatever you want to. And I think that yeah. you're doing that. And it sounds like that's what your karma, that's your dharma, like you, your, that's what your duty, that's what your circumstances have allowed you to do. So I think you should yeah. continue doing that. And I love doing that. Yeah. So I if really you like do. playing games and being a little bit, you know, off color and funny, and sometimes you speak out of turn, like I, I hope that you can get to a place where you can actually be like a little bit more of the person that you really are. And I, I get that. I think it's, you know, you're going to get hate for it. But sometimes when people hate you, if you start to like crumble a little bit, like that actually eggs them on more. And well, that's what I thought. That's what I thought, you know, that if I showed people that it was hurting me, that it would make it happen more. And that's why for two years, I remained super strong and pretended like nothing affected me. And I think it actually made people angrier. Yep. Yeah. So what I'm saying is not to pretend like it doesn't affect you, but to actually think a little bit about going back to the person that you used to be. Right. And and going back, I'm not saying, you know, drink and do things. With no, your I don't like whatever, the person but... I used to be. Like, I think, I, I think I, I like the qualities of my personality of yeah you know like my dark humor and the fun and stuff and i still have that i haven't lost good. that good um i just i just have to be more careful um i think there's like a healthy amount of anxiety i can have in order to ensure that i don't say anything out of line just not letting that because anxiety serves a, a good purpose um yep. just just not allowing that anxiety to overtake me um into getting in my head and feeling like I can't speak or do things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think part of the reason that I don't, I don't know how to guide you is because I think you understand a lot of what I teach, actually. And yeah. one, of the, one of the big messages that... I, yeah. yeah. And, and so I think your spirituality and stuff, your yoga and your meditation seems to be... Your self-reflection seems to be paying off. And so let me leave you with one or two last sentiments. And if I can, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do the thing where I try to give people hope. Can I try to give, do you have hope? A little bit. Okay. Let me try to, let me okay. try to feed that flame just a tiny amount. Okay. okay. Um, so 
And then Tali, I, I, I recognize that you've been struggling for a while and you're dealing with a lot of hatred, but I think it's actually quite amazing that you are the person that you are. And what I mean by that is that I think you're growing in ways that are quite profound. Um, and I think a lot of what you're saying and discovering is actually making you like a better person. And I think it's making you into the person that the world needs you to be. Because here's the thing, when it comes to people expressing toxicity towards, towards Twitch thoughts, is that right? Yeah. You're not the only one, right? You're not the only person that people hate. Sure, they hate you the most, it sounds like, but you're certainly not the only woman out there who's getting hate and That's it's true. not even just women right it's like like people hate all kinds of things and they just go like really really hard on people like i don't know why they hate so much but they hate so much and i think that you are actually making the world a better place by you know going through this yourself and and sort of learning from it growing from it and i think oftentimes we don't realize that when we're struggling the world is sort of turning us into the person that it needs. And, you know, I think the interesting thing is that people see like Dr. K, but they don't see like Alok at the age. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Okay, never mind. You're not dead. Um, so, so, you know, I'm <laughs> assuming you're young, uh, but, and I'm, I'm making assumptions that I'm older than you I'm are. I'm 32. Okay. So I, how well, old are you? I'm 37. Okay. Uh, so the story doesn't quite apply. Well, actually, that actually makes sense because that's why I think I don't need to help you as much because I think you've grown a lot. Um, so. Oh, yeah. Like if I was like in my 20s, it would be a completely different story. Yeah. And sure. I, I think a lot of times as we're going through the shit, we don't realize what the shit is going to turn us into after a while. Mm -hmm. And what everyone sees in terms of like strength is like the finished product. They don't see the process. And I think as long as you, I, I see you sowing a lot of positive karma, karma. So I see you doing a lot of things for yourself to help yourself out. And it is my belief that if you continue doing those things, you're going to end up in a good place. That you've been on a journey of like self-reflection and growth and stick with it. Because as someone who I guess is on the other side, who's kind of come out the other end of the tunnel, I think you're actually quite close, hopefully. You know, I mean, hopefully suicide doesn't win. But I, I think, I mean, because like I'm saying, I, I don't really see a whole lot to help you with, Natalia. And I think that's because, I mean, you do so many things that are difficult to do. You walk the line between acknowledging that you've done wrong and also thinking you're a good person. That nuance which you hold is so difficult for so many people. If you think about our community, they think they're pieces of shit and they do everything wrong, right? Any mistake they make reflects on their view, what the internet, the, you know how the internet has a narrative about you? So much of our community has a narrative about themselves and they treat themselves the way that the internet treats you. And no matter yeah, what no, they do, do they do hate that. themselves. They can't do anything I think, right. I, I think like for the first like 20 years of my life I had to deal with like learning to love myself and I, I think maybe that was preparing me for this moment absolutely and and so you know I think you hopefully you're prepared and you know whatever you end up doing you know you're kind of I'm behind you I mean not whatever I don't want you to kill yourself 
you know, go see your psychiatrist. But like, I think if you decide that you need to take a uh, break from streaming or streaming isn't for you, you know, I wouldn't blame you. And at the same time, I think that sometimes amidst all of the hate, it's very, very difficult to see the good that you're doing. Um, and sometimes even amongst all of the good, it can be just as hard to see the damage that you're doing. So that's something that we think a lot about. You know, I, I think a lot about whether what we do is ethical or helps people or what. Seems like the answer is yes. But just because the world sends you hate doesn't mean that you're doing a bad job. And if that's true, the opposite is also true. That just because the world sends you lots of love doesn't mean that you're doing a good job. And at the end of the day, you have to reflect and find that answer for yourself. You can't trust yeah. them. Right? Yeah, makes sense. And I, I think you're going to be, I mean, I hope you're going to be okay. And I think that you're doing what needs to be done by having this conversation, by thinking about it, by reflecting. And I also think that a lot of what you need is not going to come, it's not something that you can do. It's something that we as a community have to help you with, which is exploring the, the nature of hatred and toxicity and trying to get underneath that. Because there is yeah. just no way, Natalia, I, I don't know how else to say this. There is no way that you have done anything that there's random people on the internet who you've never met and who've never met you. And for them to hate you so much has nothing to fucking do with you. It has to do with them. Like, does that make sense? Like, you're allowed to hate people who, like, you know, steal yeah, your car. Yeah, there's people I dislike, but I don't go around, like, hating on them. Right. You know? So, like, yeah, that, that amount of yeah. hatred, like, it just doesn't make any rational sense for you to just pick yeah. a random person on the internet and decide that, like, you're going to spend day in and day out trying to make that I person think, kill themselves. I think, like, for example, in my case, though, it has to do with um, people who follow certain, like, in, like, influencers, and then that influencer has a problem with me, and so they attack me because of the problem that I have with a person they follow yeah but still that still has nothing to do with you right because like if there are people who are extensions of an influencer's will that's still yeah. a problem for that person like why do you why are you directing your thoughts and beliefs based on a particular person myself included no i understand that but what, right? what i'm so, trying to say is there are like people that um follow certain others like for example keemstar keemstar has a large large following and he likes to attack people and his followers go and attack people so i do think that a problem i'm not saying like in video game hate but in the problem that i'm facing myself has to do with him having a platform in which he is allowed to hate people and not just me like he like said that some guy was a pedophile and like he wasn't and it was just like horrible for him. He like lost his job. Like I don't know the whole story, but it's a really sad one. Um, and I just don't think that a person should be allowed to say things without having any proof. You know? Yeah, I mean, I that makes sense to me. I I think it's that that also is sort of a societal problem. Like I think this kind of goes back to like it's not on you though, right? It's not that you're doing something wrong. It's that. I mean, I think we've got to figure out. I mean, out I've made mistakes. Gonna... I, I have sure. made mistakes, but I haven't killed anybody. You know? Yeah. Like I, I think, like I think, I even like murders don't get the amount of hate I get. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds it's rough, man. Yeah. Um. So listen, any uh, any thoughts that uh, kind of or questions before we sort of 
I was kind of thinking about winding down. We've been at it for about an hour and a half, even a little bit longer. Yeah, like two hours almost. Um, no, I I feel better. I think like the you look the, like the, you're in a good space idea. actually. Yeah, the whole idea that like I'm still gonna cry, but the whole idea that sure. I just can't control like the narrative, you know, no matter what I do, I think it gives me a sense of maybe like I don't have to worry about it as much because like if I can't control it, then like I like I can't do anything about it. So I think it's just maybe gonna be like not exposing myself to that hate as much as I can and like try and protect myself so I don't have to. Sure. read those things as much and i do have some measures in place a lot i don't have to read those things so, so yeah so i think i'll be working on that good yeah. so natalia just to kind of clarify a little bit i don't think you can control the narrative but what i would say is that so the way i would frame it is that you can't control how they receive what you do mm-hmm. but you can absolutely control what you do yeah, but right? whatever you do, it's going to get misinterpreted. Like, whatever sure. I do, it's going to get misinterpreted. Sure. I, I I already know that, yeah. Yeah, and and so just be careful because sometimes people take that, I'm not getting the sense from you, to a license to do whatever the fuck they want, right? Because oh, if people no, are, no, no. I'm not getting that from you, but I was yeah. just for the people watching. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know, I think oh, it's okay. an important yeah. distinction to make that you're not going to, you know, run around hitting people and, and things like that. But that to understand that fundamentally as a human being, you're in control of your actions, but not the consequences of your actions. And the reason that I have hope for you, Natalia, is because I think at the end of the day, the way that you are acting day to day is not correlating with what you receive. The fact that you're being spiritual, the, the fact that you're reflecting on what you do, the fact that you're being thoughtful about what you say, I think all of those are seeds that you've planted which are going to bear fruit months from now or even years from now. The person that you're going to you're becoming is the person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. And that's the person I can get behind. I think what you're dealing with now is the bitter fruits of seeds that you sowed many years ago. Yeah. yeah. And the hardest period of time is when you're reaping your bad fruit and sowing your good seeds. And it can feel like you really, really want to give up but in my overwhelming experience, if you stick through it and you do the right thing, that starts to turn the tide. And I really okay. do hope that that tide turns for you. It looks like you're getting emotional again. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. So sometimes I teach right. people how to meditate. I think if you're feeling emotional, we don't... What do you feel like doing? Do you want to meditate or not meditate? No, I just, I just, I cry when like a person says something that I believe is true. And then it makes me sad about myself, but I'm not crying because I'm feeling sad. I'm crying because I relate with what you just said. Yep. That's very helpful. Just so you know, just so you know, it's just, it's the way my emotions work, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's a very healthy way for them to work. Natalia. Okay. Um, so what do you think? You want to meditate a little bit? What do you, sounds like the bathroom. Okay, go use the bathroom. Okay. Okay. Revelation number two, ink. Let's see what she comes back with this time. <laughs> okay, so I got to think about what kind of meditation we're going to teach.
I'm feeling a lot better, actually. Good. <sighs> yeah. Hmm. So, um, if you wanted, so tell me, guide me a little bit. I teach different kinds of meditations depending on what people's goals are. And in okay. your case, I see a couple of different options. One is okay. something that's a little bit more spiritual and some, another is like something that's a little bit more emotional. Like what are you looking to gain from meditation? Oh, I don't want to get more emotional. I'm already so emotional. Um, so you want to be like, like less emotional, like control your emotions? I just want to be calm. <laughs> Okay, so I'll give yeah. you a choice. I can teach you okay. a technique that will help you calm yourself down a little bit, or I okay. can teach you a technique that will help you sort of more on a sort of more spiritual level, like thinking about your connectedness to other people and that kind of shit. What do you prefer? No, let's do the first one. I'm already really connected to people. I don't okay, know great. Connected to awesome. People. Okay. <laughs> so let's okay. start by sitting up straight. And now I have to think about which one to do. Um, how clogged is your nose? Not that much. Okay. So, hmm. Let me blow it. Okay. I'm going to teach you something called triphasic breathing. Okay. Okay. So, uh, what we're going to do is actually, so there's cool thing about the mind is that it's very connected to the breath. And depending on how we breathe, it sort of creates certain emotions. And some emotions actually create certain breath patterns. So if someone's like scared, they'll breathe like... Right? That's the breath pattern of fear. Breath pattern of anger is a little bit different. So if we actually adjust our breathing, and we kind of know this because we'll tell people to take deep breaths, and if they take deep breaths, they kind of calm down. So how does that work? We're not really sure, whatever. But there are particular breath patterns that I'm going to teach you that hopefully will kind of calm you down, okay? Okay. Or will help you sort of process or separate yourself from your emotions. And um, do you know how to belly breathe or abdominally breathe, like breathe with yeah. your stomach instead of your chest? Okay. Yeah. So take a deep breath in. Excellent. And then out. Very good. Beautiful. Okay. So what we're going to do is triphasic breathing. So the first phase is going to be belly breathing. So we're going to do three breaths with our, with our belly. So for those of y'all who are watching, so what we want to do is on the inhalation, if you guys notice, Natalia's stomach is going to come out as she breathes in. Beautiful. Do you guys see that? And then as you exhale, the stomach goes back in. It's great because you have those little things on your pants so you can see them move. Good. Beautiful. I seeing that? Okay. Good. And now, Natalia, what I want you to do is when you take a breath in with your stomach, when you're at full breath, pause for a second and then breathe in a little bit more and then expand your chest. So do belly first and then chest. What's hard? <laughs> it is hard. It's supposed to be. Okay. Okay. So start with just the belly. Okay. Just like you were doing. And now incorporate the chest. There. You feel that little bit more? And then out. Slowly. Good. Let's do three of those. Breathe in with the belly. Expand the chest. 
and then out. Expand wow. the belly. What? No, it's just, I feel it immediately. Yep. Keep going. Focus. <laughs> I have a very hyperactive mind. I'm so I know. Sorry. That's okay. That's why we're going to breathe. Good. So notice that humor. Notice it within yourself. Good. And return to the breath. Beautiful, Natalia. Just like you did. Good. Good. So now we can even see it. I'm going to comment about what we're seeing, and I want you to Listen to what I'm saying. Notice that what I'm saying is going to try to create a reaction in your mind and focus on the breath. So we can see there's a slight smile. It's starting to calm down. As we talk about Natalia, the smile may increase. She may feel more self-conscious. Just listen to the words. See, there's the humor. Good. So now she cracks and now return to the breath. Pretend for a moment that I'm not talking about you. Just listen to the sound of my voice and breathe. In with the belly, expand the chest, and then out. So we can see with the exhalation, calmness returning to the face, there's a pleasant, neutral, slight, positive expression. Breathe again. Now, Natalia, I want you to try to break apart the abdomen and the chest. So do the belly first and then the chest. Belly first, slowly. Good. Now add the chest. Good. And now out. Now we're going to do phase three, okay? So when belly is full and chest is full, then I want you to open your eyes for a second. Lift up your shoulders like this and breathe just a tiny bit more. You're going to get 5%. I can't. <laughs> yes, you can. What do you mean you can't? This reminds me of when do you, how do you say, like the sound salutations where you breathe up yep. all the way and then you can't breathe anymore. I yep. I just hit a point where I can't yes, yes, breathe yes. anymore. Okay. We'll, get, we'll get you there. Sound salutation okay. is actually harder when you do that, but that's okay. Okay. We'll get you. Try. Okay. If you can't do it, okay. no big deal. Okay. So eyes closed. Breathe in, belly, chest, and now lift up the shoulders just a tiny amount. Do you get anything? And then out. That's all you need. You don't even need to lift them up quite that much. So abdomen, slow. Chest, and then slight raise of the shoulders. Just a tiny bit more, and then out. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. I don't know where you get that idea, but we're just going to keep going. Okay, set that aside. That's a judgment about yourself. It's an expectation. Okay. okay. Ignore it. Folk, eyes okay. closed. Back straight. You're having thoughts? So be it. Feeling embarrassment? So be it. You're not good at this? It's just hard. I meditate all the time by myself, but it's difficult. Yeah, In good. this scenario. It's very hard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So so let's try one more time. I know there's people watching and you're talking, you know. Okay, so maybe what we're okay. going to do is just close your eyes and I'm going to shut the fuck up. Yes. And we're going to just let you meditate. I love it. Okay.
Go ahead and finish the round that you're on. <laughs> you surprised me. Huh? You surprised Sorry. me. No, it's okay. I'm How good. How you feeling? Good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Strong work today. Yeah. That was good. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for coming on and, and sharing with everyone. Yeah. I like that project that you're in of figuring out, you know, the whole hate thing and stuff. If I yeah. can help you with it at all, let me know. You know, honestly, we're trying to figure it out. But my first thought is that if you want to send some of your haters our way, like, I'd love to talk to them. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> okay. I just don't know if my haters would do something that... How about I give you their Twitter account? Yeah, we're going to contact them. We're going to have to figure that out. Yeah, because so, so if I'm, I tell them to go to you, they're not going to do that, right? But if right, you so reach I'm, out to them, like yeah. I get a lot of hateful Twitter DMs, so I can just send you their so, so Twitter let me, profiles and you can contact them. So I have to be a little bit careful because I'm kind of a boomer and sometimes I get into situations that are not good for me. So let me talk to my staff about okay. how to actually do something about this because Sounds we want to do this. We want to talk to haters at some point because I think we have to, right? To understand what's in their mind. Yeah. Um, and, and at the same time, I, I don't want you to send all of your haters our way because you're pretty good at surviving the hate and I'm still new at it. So I don't know if I can handle it yet. I think they hate me. I don't think they hate everybody. I don't know. But if I'm friendly towards you, maybe I'm putting a target on my back. Oh, knows. Anyway, we'll sort it out. We'll reach out to you soon. I think we're, we're, we oh, have to, good. we really do have to figure this out. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. No, count on me for whatever. And I'm going to say something about you after I hang up with you that I want you to watch on the VOD tomorrow. Is that okay? okay. I want you to just think about this for a second. But I'm going to comment okay. a little bit about this meditation technique. I'm going to okay. teach the rest of Twitch, but I don't want you to watch it right now. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. I want sure. you to just think for a second, think for a day, and then you can watch yeah. it tomorrow. Okay. okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Take I'll care. Do that. You too. Thanks. Good luck Bye. with everything. Okay. Bye. Okay. So, no spoilerino. All right. So, here's the thing to understand. So this technique is going to be really important for her because she was trying to figure out how to block out. Like she was like, people are watching and you're talking and that's hard. Absolutely. That's why you need to do this technique because if you can learn how to block out for just a few moments, everyone watching and me talking to you, that's what she needs. She needs a place in her mind where she can escape. What she wants is escape. And like even for 15 minutes a day, if she can escape from everyone watching, because she takes the people that are watching with her in her mind. I don't know if you guys, like if that makes sense, but the Twitter DMs follow her throughout the day, right? Like they go with her. They like infect her mind and they like propagate in her thoughts. And even with all of that stimulation, she's really got to do this kind of technique because she needs to give her space... Escaping is not about changing her circumstances, although that certainly helps. She needs to escape by doing that by all means. But the really crazy thing is that you can escape from all of that stuff right here. And, and she can escape from all of the hatred 
in her own mind through like dedication and practice. And she's well on that journey already, to be honest. It's really cool. Um, and maybe streaming isn't for her. Absolutely. Maybe it's not for her. That's a decision she's got to make on her own. But if we can equip her with a tool that if she decides that she does love it, which it sounds like she does, then we want to help her do what she loves. And, and if we can protect her a little bit from the hatred by giving her a space in her mind to ignore my words and ignore that everyone's watching, because that's what she's trying to do. Let's help her do it. And, and hopefully it'll help. Okay, so um, uh, okay, so 